Welcome to Insightful Essence, a place to reconnect with our superpowers and better manage difficult life circumstances and challenges. We will not only understand multiple sources of distress, but also learn ways to work through difficulties in life. My name is Rosalind Perez, and I am a licensed clinical social worker at your disposal. Welcome to Insightful Essence, and today's topic is communication. Communication is one of the most common issues that my clients come to my session saying that they have at work, with their partners, with their children. Um, it's present in everything. But there's so much to communication, and I'm going to try my best in breaking things up so you guys can benefit the most out of this topic, that it's so important. A lot of times people, whenever we mention or say something about communication, the only thing, the first thing that comes to mind is um, talking or writing, and that's what we think of, right? But um, we're going to divide for the benefit of the topics and the concepts that we're going to be talking over today. We're going to separate it in two. We're going to talk about verbal versus nonverbal communication. And usually when I ask my clients, what do they think is the most powerful one from these two, like either the verbal or the nonverbal? A lot of clients say that the verbal communication does a better job conveying a message, when in reality is the exact opposite. Nonverbal communication plays a huge role in delivering a message. That's why, um, for example, if I say hello with this exact tone of voice, with my facial expressions. Um, the message, which is hello, will match my face and my tone of voice. So there will be nothing wrong or off with that, right? But for example, if I say hello, me rolling my eyes, my tone of voice, my nonverbal language will send another message. People will still hear the word hello as a greeting, right? But so many things can be interpreted out of that. For example, I don't want to be here, um, or I'm just saying hello out of costume, or just like to be polite. But this person definitely is not the message, the way that it was said. It's not mashing. It's not in harmony with the word per se. So this is very important, very, very, very important for us to, to pay attention to because it is with that hidden message that a lot of times we'd get influenced. A lot of times we get triggered or um, alerted or feel that we, we are being probably attacked. Let's say if sometimes, for example, if I am not feeling well and I am on my way to work, and I choose to go, but this is something that I say to myself, you know what, I'm not feeling well, but I'm just going to put my best face and I'm just going to do my job as I always do. And I get to my job. Has it ever happened to you that someone comes by and say, hey, is everything okay? And we were like, yeah, why? So I don't know. Something seems off. If that happens to you, it has happened to me a lot of times. But if that happens to you, it means that that person is picking up on your nonverbal communication. And that is the first 
form of communication that we learn to use since we were born. If I were to take a baby that does not know how to speak, and if I were, and I use this example a lot with my clients because it makes perfect sense. And if I have a baby in my hands and I say with a very kind and, and loving voice and caring voice, I say to that baby, you are the worst thing ever that happened to me, aren't you? Chances are that that baby is going to smile back. As an adult, we're going to be like, what? What a horrible mom. What are horrible things to say? But because we know what it means, we learned the definition. However, what that baby is going to take from that is I'm loved. I'm being cared. The tone of voice and the nonverbal communication are the most powerful. It holds beyond 70% of responsibility in the communication. So I cannot highlight enough the importance of creating awareness and creating a better sense of picking up within ourselves, how are we communicating with others? How is my body language? If my posture is just like, like I'm rolling my eyes or I'm just like, like uh, turning away or paying attention to my phone, all of that falls under that nonverbal communication. And if we were to switch that example of the baby, for example, if I were to say to that baby that I love them, that I care so much, but I'm like screaming and yelling at it, that baby will feel unease. It will not know what's going on. It will feel that there's a threat in their environment. So therefore, they're going to start crying. They're going to react accordingly to that tone of voice. So it's very important that from everything that I share and discuss and bring up in this podcast, in this episode, to really take with us that piece and get better at identifying and knowing the influence of the verbal versus nonverbal communication. So why is it that the nonverbal communication holds so much power and it's so, so, so powerful in our communication? And believe it or not, the answer is because it's biological. There's a biological factor taking a role, playing a role in having that influence in us. And it's because of our mirror neurons. They're called mirror neurons because if we see someone smiling, chances are that one, we either smile back or even if we don't smile, we will feel okay. Like it will not represent danger or threat. But chances are that if someone is screaming or yelling or frowning and having that strong facial expression, we either respond equally or the same or we just like hold back and we just like I don't know what's going on with this person but I want no part of it I'm, I'm just gonna stay to my side I'm just going to not say anything that happens because of our mirror neurons so we are highly influenced we are highly influenced and that's why it's so important to understand that we're social creatures no one Absolutely no one can escape this. There are different levels of intensity. That's a different topic. 
but everybody is born with mirror neurons. And it is part of our language. It is part of our way of communicating and understanding and connecting and bonding and belonging. And at the end, surviving as a species, as a social species. So starting off with this, I like to always, whenever I talk about communication, to really, really present this message and to present these concepts first, because it helps us start to get in the idea of how do we function and how, and, and how do we better understand that we can be in a good mood, we can be in a good place, but if someone comes with a particular facial expression, just like anger, then chances are if we're not aware of this, we're going to get not only easily influenced, but perhaps also reactive to that. So knowing this information, we can take turn it into power. Because I can walk into a doctor's office, for example, and I can be in a good mood, I can be singing and minding my own business. And I can walk towards the receptionist, say that I'm there for an appointment. If the receptionist, for example, let's say that responds in a rude way, if I have this information, two things. First, I'm going to know that that is having an influence on me because I'm not here to say that once we have this information, we will no longer be triggered. There's no way of, of avoiding that. So first, I'm going to be triggered but second, it becomes a choice. I have a choice to say, wait, I'm in a good place. I'm in a good mood. And it was not until I talked to this person that I started to feel unease. So what can I do? I can make my choices around how do I want to address and manage and handle that situation. But however, I do it from a place of knowing that my reaction and the emotions that are that, that are experienced in that time is because of that reaction of that other person. So this is a powerful thing. It is a powerful thing because a lot of times we don't know this and then automatically that could change our lives. If we don't have this information, I can walk into that office and then I just start arguing and then I get into that fight or flight mode and then my day, it's ruined completely because I don't know this information. So I hope this makes sense. And I really wanted to let it sink in because it can make your life different. I'm not saying that it's just going to be something very easy to engage or to react, but that's why it's so important for us to first have this information and second, practice awareness. Um, find opportunities in the day that you get to study yourself to see your reaction, to stop and develop that insight because it will change your life. So with that being said, I wanted to also talk today about four different types of communication styles that we tend to use. Something very important about the communication styles is that these are learned behaviors. When I say learned behaviors, it's something that we... It's not attached to our sense of identity, to our personality. It was learned at some point. So communication at the end is like a language of its own. Right now, if I start talking to my family 
which I don't know Mandarin, but I'm going to use that example for that same reason. If I start uh, speaking in Mandarin to my family, chances are that they will be like, wait, what? I don't know what you're saying. So when it comes to communication is no difference. Absolutely no difference. If I grew up in an environment where everybody was always screaming and yelling at each other, guess what? That will become my language. We may be, we may know and feel that it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel okay to talk this way. But chances are that you may not necessarily know what else to do. Unless, of course, you're exposed to so much inf- so other, uh, other information, like in the movies or therapy or other family members or friends, you name it. But that's not, not, that's not here nor there. So I just want to kind of like to start off with this before I jump into the four types of communication. So what are these four types of communication? The first one that I'm going to start with is with the passive type. What is a passive style of communication? Let's say that something happens to me with a friend, with a partner, with my couple at work or any in any situation. And I didn't like it. I it, it made me feel uncomfortable. Um, and even though I am aware that I did not like something or, for example, someone was disrespectful to me. And even though I am aware that I didn't like how that made me feel, I just choose not to do anything about it. I just choose to put it on, on the back burner and keep going. I want to pause here quickly because I'm not saying that we always have to um, speak up and, and, and stand up or just do something about it. No, the passive type of communication is when we more than likely in a frequent way, we recur to this particular style or method. So we want to be aware whether if every time that I don't like something, every time that something happens that makes me feel uncomfortable, I choose that route. I choose the route to, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to breathe in and suck it up. So if that's the case, then my friend, you are engaging in a passive type of communication. The problem with this is that it sends a hidden message to others. It says that the other person's feelings, the other person's emotions, the other person's values are more important than yours. So therefore, people will act according to that message that they're receiving. Because it is our responsibility to speak up. It is our responsibility for us to let others know Otherwise, people may not know that they're doing something that is affecting you. So we want to watch out. How often do we recur to this method? The second style of communication is the aggressive one. And the aggressive type of communication, a lot of times people confuse it with assertive. But when we engage in an aggressive type of communication, it's, it looks like yelling, screaming, um, coming like forward in an intimidated type of way, breaking, um, ignoring, or putting downs or minimizing other people's values, opinions. And the thing is that the more that we engage in this type of communication, relationships are going to get damaged. And 
the hidden message with this particular style of communication, communication style, is that it says, my feelings, my emotions, my values are more important than yours. And a lot of times, it, it leads to unresolved problems. If something affects us so much that every time someone else brings it up, it becomes a defense mechanism. It makes us feel in control whenever we recur to this communication style. So that's what we want to get better at identifying whether if this is something that we are engaging in because it's going to impact your relationship. The third style is the passive aggressive one. And this one, it's something that I have noticed that I engage in myself and that I'm actively working on. And the passive aggressive can, um, these are an example of this one can be sarcasm whenever we recur to gossip, whenever we do the silent treatment. Um, perhaps if someone says um, something to us and we just like roll our eyes, there is a message. It's not like the passive that the other person has no idea that something is bothering you. But the passive aggressive, the other person knows. However, it's not clear. It's not completely present and clear in that other person's mind. Whenever we do the silent treatment, um, if our partner asks us, like, is everything okay? Yeah, absolutely. Everything is fine. If we do that, then that is a form of passive aggressive communication. And what happens with this is that resentment can grow because we truly believe in our minds that that other person knows what they're doing. And a lot of times they don't. They don't. If we say, for example, um, you know what you did, you're so irresponsible. Guess what? That is so broad. It's so broad that it will be very hard for that person to know I'm irresponsible. Why? Um, I'm irresponsible because I perhaps got you late from work or um, I didn't sit down because of the children needed to help the children with their homework or you name it. So it is important to be clear. And what is the communication style then that help us be clear? It is the fourth one, which is the assertive type communication. In the assertive communication style, we get better at identifying if it's appropriate for me just to stay with this and not say anything, or if I need to speak up, if I need to stand up for myself and say something when it's bothering me. However, we are in tune and clear that it's going to be done in a respectful way. Because whenever we use assertive type of communication, what this says is the other person's feelings and my feelings are both important, valuable, and need to be respected. So this is going to take relationships to a different level, to a very healthy place. But how do we engage or how do we know that we are actually engaging in assertive communication style? By taking into consideration or by assessing or making sure that we are using the three C's of assertive communication, which is one, we have to be clear. 
we have to be specific. I feel that whenever you don't pick me up early at work, it makes me feel upset. And that you're not being responsible with that commitment that he did to me. That it's clear. It's identifying the behavior and not attacking the person. We're identifying what is it that that person did. So it has to be clear. Second, confident. We want to make sure that we want to address that problem. We want to make sure that we want to fix or, or work on that problem. So we have to have that sense of confidence. And number three, we have to be in control. Being in control is the, is, is the way for us to know that emotions are not going to get in the way. So picture it, like how can we know whether we're in control or not? Think of your emotions like in a thermometer where one is I'm in a neutral place and 10 is like, this is the top and I'm just going to lose my mind and this is it. I, can no long, I cannot go any higher than this. So if you're above a five, then chances are that that's not the best time for you to speak up. So the three C's have to be present. If one is missing, guess what? Chances are that we may not be successful at practicing assertive communication. I hope that this information is helpful. This is something that requires practice and there are so many different techniques that we can go over. Um, the three C's of assertive communication can make a huge difference. Examples of techniques that we can incorporate is using I statements. I'm not going to say here that for every situation we are going to use I statements, but chances are that if we get into the habit, it can bring so many benefits because I statements, they focus on your emotions. And guess what? You have every single right to feel the emotions that you do. No one else can tell you that you don't, you, you can't feel that, that way, even if it doesn't make that much sense, but it's still your emotion. So if someone says, does something that triggers an emotion in you, guess what? It's our responsibility to pay attention to that emotion and let that other person know that you're experiencing that emotion. So using I statements and identifying what's the emotion that you're experiencing and what's the behavior that the other person did that triggered that emotion? Like the one that I used earlier. I feel um, abandoned or frustrated whenever you say they're going to pick me up at, from work at this time. That is, of course, if a couple share a, 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 a car. So I'm just using that hypothetical example. But... This is just the way to start. Remember that anything that we are not used to do, it's going to feel awkward and weird. But what we have to ask ourselves is what the methods that we're using, are they helping? Are they making things better? If not, then what I have to lose? So this is a method that I personally practice and sometimes I'm not always successful, but when I continue to practice it, it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference not only with my partner, but also with my children, with my coworkers. And that's why, I'm, that's why I am passionate in sharing this with you because I believe in it. And I really know that if you give it an opportunity, it will also help you too. 
this is it for today. I hope that this uh, episode and this topic um, is of help for you. If you wish to know a little bit more about this topic or do you have in mind any other topics that you would like to hear, um, feel free just to follow me on Facebook on Insightful Essence um, or in my website, insightfulessence.com and leave me a message and I'll be more than happy to respond and to take into consideration any of your suggestions. So until the next time, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.